Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to the Two Fit Podcast, hosted by the Two Fit guys, Jake and Josh. Now, Two Fit, by definition, is actively pursuing a state of health and well being beyond perceived limitations. So, if you're looking to push the boundaries of performance mentally, physically, and everywhere in between, then you have come to the right place. On the Two Fit Podcast, we will be interviewing and having fireside chats with renowned experts from doctors and strength and conditioning coaches to athletes and entrepreneurs. Our goal is to extract tools and tricks of the trade that you can implement, whether you're a world-class athlete, weekend warrior, entrepreneur, or grinding out the eight to five, all in order to assist you on your journey to becoming Two Fit. Hey everybody, it's another episode of the Two Fit Podcast. Jake and I have the pleasure today to sit down uh, with Jaron Vosberg, who's got a really cool app coming out that I think everyone's going to be excited about. It's in the health and fitness space, and we're excited. Jake and I have already had the luxury of giving it a test run uh, two or three times now, so you'll uh, be seeing a video of that soon on social media. But um, yeah, we're here with Jaron, and uh, Jaron, welcome to the show. Thanks guys, pleasure to be here. All right, so Jaron, as the leader of this new revolutionary fitness movement, um, <clears throat> which I'm excited to hear the story about and kind of get more information on how it started and everything, but before we dive into that, uh, let's just hear more about you, kind of how, what's a little bit of your CV, your background, um, kind of what got you to where you are today? Well, I was actually born in a tiny little town um, in New Mexico, and then about nine months later, I moved to Tennessee, where I pretty much grew up, um, went to middle school, high school, spent the majority of my life there, and then I wanted to go to film school when it came time to go to college, so um, film schools in Tennessee weren't, uh, they were pretty few and far between at the time, so I um, started looking in Los Angeles and landed at Loyola Marymount University, which was an absolute blast. So I started film school there and uh, entered kind of the film industry, if you will, immediately following college and worked in production for a little while for a music video company and then wanted to work as a talent agent for a little while. And, and in Los Angeles, especially in entertainment, if you do kind of want to work up that, that hierarchy and uh, kind of career progression, you definitely do need to spend some time working in agencies, so wanted to find a place where I could get some experience doing that. I was really fortunate to land a job at a small but really powerful agency there where I could learn directly from the CEO. Spent about two years there working as her assistant and then as a junior agent. Um, and then after a little while, started kind of wondering if that was exactly what it was that I wanted to do and started thinking about, all right, well, it's time to decide if this is the path that I want to go down and, and anybody who spends some time in that world can definitely be a challenge um, both on your time on your psyche sometimes emotionally um, it's very competitive and uh, definitely gives you some time to think about what it is that you actually want to do and that was kind of what started the early stages of what became Beat Active was trying to define what it was that I actually wanted to do it was almost selfish to be honest right out of the gate it's just like all right well I love working out. I don't want to sit in front of a computer all day, and uh, I love electronic music, so is there a way that I can fuse those three things together? And that was pretty much the genesis of that concept. So <laughs> Jake, Jake uh, ha- has an admission. He's, he's had a recent, uh, I don't know, a, a fascination, I you guess, with honor Addiction, rock. yeah. Addiction? 
Yeah. I've become I've become really addicted to the show Entourage. So when you're talking about talent agencies <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Uh, and managing yeah. talent, yeah. So I mean, how I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the show. How true would you say what's depicted there is? Well, in the interest of full disclosure, I think that that show was probably the image that I had in my mind of what that would actually be. Right. So in my mind, like I was watching that show as a sophomore in college, and I'm thinking, oh man. Ari Gold, dude, he's he's the man. Like I could I could carry around two cell phones. I wear a great <laughs> suit everywhere. Right. I can I can you know yell at people and they'll hey, you know, they'll just talk about me behind my back, but they'll respect me. And uh, you know his life <laughs> was so it was uh, it seemed so awesome and so big and so exciting to me at the time. And um, as anyone in the industry will admit pretty pretty quickly, it's it's very different from that. I mean, granted, I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. Um, but when you do start, especially in such a highly saturated industry like that, where people are traveling from all over the world to Hollywood, you know, and they want to work in the in the industry, you you start at the bottom of the rung, and and if you aren't willing to put in the time, put in the effort, put in the work, um, you're not going to go very far. And there's a line uh, a mile long of people waiting to take that same spot. So you're either in it. Or you have to kind of decide whether or not that's actually the direction that you'd like to go. So um, I decided after a while, after learning a lot and getting some amazing experience firsthand, that I wanted to do something different. Um, But I definitely have some friends who are still in the industry that are doing really, really well. Um, But it definitely has been a little bit skewed, especially in shows like Entourage. But I guess that's I guess that's what you get when you're when you're watching an HBO show. But that that image of Ari Gold is what I had always had in my mind. <laughs> of course. So what were some of the uh, the bigger projects you worked with or bigger people? I mean, is there any anything that we would know? Um, yeah, so we this, this agency was actually specifically focused on branding, endorsements, and voiceovers. So uh, my boss during the time, she had actually kind of created this niche uh, about 30 years ago and had really garnered a, a massive share of the respect and, and I guess, clientele in, in that space. So definitely a lot of A-list talent that, that I was able to see firsthand kind of how the communication between the agency and the manager and the publicist and how that all works in union and um, what a contract looks like for a two-year two multi-million dollar deal and being able to see that and, and work through that and understand the negotiation that goes into that. Um, it, was, it was really exciting. I got to go on set a few times and there I am like this kid from this town in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. It's like 25,000 people and I'm sitting there on set and looking around me and saying like, how did I, how did I get here? I was really, really fortunate. Um, and Loyola Marymount definitely lends itself to um, kind of funneling students into that track. So I was really lucky. So Jaron, you also had some experience over at XPRIZE, right? Peter Thiel's uh, organization. Um, well, actually, XPRIZE was founded by uh, Peter Diamandis. Oh, Diamandis, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Diamandis. No, no, yeah, no worries. Yeah, Peter Diamandis, um, and that was phenomenal. So I was really lucky um, to have gotten to know um, some people there. Um, a good friend of mine, Eric, um, he was working for public relations, and he needed someone to go in and kind of help him out with some of the work that they were doing with some of their upcoming prize announcements and some of the back-end projects that they were working on in public relations. So um, I went and worked over there for a couple of months in the summer prior to leaving Los Angeles to come out to Denver, Colorado, where I'm based now. And that was one of the most eye-opening experiences of my life and, and definitely kind of changed my perspective about what could actually be possible. I mean, when you when you sit there and, and 
just in this office space where everyone around you is working on flying private space missions, on creating wireless internet for the entire planet, on exploring the bottom of the ocean, creating, they were literally, I was working on a prize while I was there called the um, Tricorder, which was based on the Star Trek. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the show, but I, I kid you not, they, they, there are teams that are building essentially a real-life Star Trek tricorder where you can scan the body, run diagnostics on a certain set of symptoms, and uh, even preemptively diagnose some um, physical conditions that, so that you can treat them prior to the, the symptoms actually catching on. So it's, it's wow. amazing, and it really kind of changed my perspective, thinking, oh, well, there's no way that'll ever happen. And then I see the things that they're working on 5, 10, 15 years out, and I'm thinking, this is, this is incredible. <laughs> this is something that people are even talking about, let alone actually working on. Yeah, that's pretty mind-blowing. But, I mean, I guess they say if your goals aren't big enough to scare you, then they aren't big enough, right? So. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, something as absurd as they're working on something, not, not them specifically, but I through my work there, I became familiar with some of these projects. And, and, and one is this space elevator, which is exactly what it sounds like. I mean, building an elevator that you get in here um, on the surface of the planet and take that up into orbit. And I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I, I don't even know what I'm going to have for lunch, to be honest, let alone <laughs> can't even uh, handle this concept right now. Yeah, we, we listened to uh, Peter's uh, podcast with Tim Ferriss. And just hearing his story and his background um, and just the boldness he had to step out and kind of start that movement uh, was really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you guys probably then heard, I love that story about how they basically threw that uh, initial event before they even had the funding <laughs> yeah, for the prize, which is, is just wild. wild. Did, uh, did Elon Musk happen to do any work with, with XPRIZE? I didn't because I know he, you know, obviously in uh, dealing with space exploration and flight um, is, is a big thing of Elon's. He did do some. I'm, I'm not privy to the extent of his actual work with XPRIZE, but I do know that he was very active. Um, and I think I would like to say he's on the board. To, I, I, something, something like that. I know that he was definitely an active member, especially with the space exploration. But um, I, I know I had seen his photo on the wall within the office a few times, but I'm not totally sure the extent to which he'd been working with them. Well, that had to be a great experience. No doubt. Yeah, so working in places like that and that I'm sure would just be such a motivating environment to, to live in and out of. And I know we haven't really dived into Beat Active and, and what that's all about now, but just concept-wise, what are some things that you have taken from those places you previously worked and apply it to your company today? I think that's one of the advantages that I've been fortunate to have is, is just perspective. And I, I'm, I'm really lucky to have lived in a small town and a big town and I live in Denver now, and, and I've worked as a waiter. I've worked at XPRIZE, everywhere in between, and, and being able to kind of understand people and what motivates people and, and focusing in on kind of the why of what they're thinking and what they need and what they want. That was another advantage of film school as well is that Loyola Marymount really emphasized this con- you know, the story, right, being able to understand motivation and being able to assign that or understand that um, with each individual. And I think that as that relates directly to Beat Active, I think that there was this massive gap in the user experience when it comes to physical fitness. And and for me personally, I, I had gone through a very similar 
um, kind of arc where I, growing up, I wasn't in great shape. I didn't play sports. I always wanted to find um, a way to get in better shape. And it was like, I, I was always presented with just this massive amount of information never knowing exactly where I wanted to start or what program to follow, what should I be eating. And it's honestly, you become disaffected with it pretty quickly. And it's almost has the opposite effect where I think, well, you know, I I don't really even know where I'm going to start. So this might not be the best fit for me. And so having that understanding and talking to a lot of my peers that feel the same way, being able to kind of hone in on what motivates people, how you can create an experience that doesn't feel like work, but instead it's something that people actually look forward to. I think that, that um, everything that I'd experienced up until the past year and a half as we just started as we started building Beat Active, I think that that was a really um, useful, really useful background to have to kind of hone in on what this could actually be. So Jaron, let's just track back a little bit. You had this idea early on, even while you were working in uh, you know, LA in the agency world, um, to merge music and fitness. And uh, just kind of the timeline of when, you know, you thought about Beat Active uh, just before it was Beat Active. And then uh, was that during you were still at the agency after XPRIZE or, or kind of when did you take that leap? And then um, what, what is Beat Active? So I started thinking about the concept. I was about a year and four months or so into my agency job. So I had been there for a full year. This would have been in April of the following year. Um, I guess this would have been 20, April of 2015, April 2014. So around there, it's been a little while that I've been at least thinking about it before we started working on it. And, and originally, you know, the concept, I, I worked from basically 8.30 a.m. until 7 p.m. sitting at a desk in a suit, answering calls and sending emails. So um, to be able to to like look outside, like past my computer, and I'd see how nice it was outside, and I'd be thinking, man, I wish I could be out there right now. And, you know, I'd, I'd like sneak a headphone in one ear so I could listen to DJ sets while I was sitting at my desk and kind of cruise through, cruise through work. And, and I, I was really into CrossFit at the time, so I tried that for about eight or nine months, which was an absolute blast. And um, I would always be sneakily watching videos, like CrossFit videos of Rich Froning doing these wads. Um, and, uh, and I'm sitting there thinking, if this is what I'm doing during my work time, shouldn't I find something where I could be doing these as, as a job or doing, you know, where I can work on this full time? So I think that's always really telling, like, what do you do? Um, what do you sneak doing when you're actually at work? That may very yeah. well be what you should explore um, as your career. And, and, you know, there's always that cliche line, you know, find something you love doing. You never work a day in your life. But I think, as I mentioned earlier, for my own selfish reasons, I was like, am I truly happy right here doing this? So started looking around online thinking, all right, well, are there any jobs maybe that I can fill uh, this something similar? Maybe like uh, I was wanted to work with CrossFit originally. I was like, well, maybe I can become a a music manager for CrossFit and I'll like do all this music programming. And I even wrote up this massive business plan for CrossFit um, HQ that I never ended up sending to them, which I still have that laying around somewhere um, about all these festival integrations, having workouts at festivals and all this stuff, which was absurd at the time, but it kind of looking back now, starting to see the funnel down into what Beat Active ended up becoming. And then um, as I started thinking about it more, the question became, is there a way that I could be outside listening to electronic music 
and working out. And, and, and that seems pretty obvious now. It's like, yeah, that's, that's pretty easy. I could, you know, find any playlist. I could find an app. All that stuff is, is no problem. Um, but I kept finding all of these things in different places, right? So I, I, there's a workout app or there's a YouTube playlist of electronic music. And it's just all um, segmented and in different places. And um, I was wondering, all right, well, how can we fuse all of these elements together? So um, for a while, I had been listening to um, a podcast that just released a electronic music mix every week. And so I would play that while I was working out in the gym. And I would notice that as I was listening to the mix, I would catch myself waiting as I'd like feel the music building up. I'd be like, okay, I'm about to start this set. The music's building up. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to wait until this music drops because that's going to be awesome. Yeah, like, got to wait music for the comes drop. In, yep, I'm going to be able to focus entirely when the music drops. And uh, and I'm and so what I noticed was that I would keep waiting until the drop. And and it was in pretty pretty like you'll notice with electronic music and, and this kind of became the foundation of what Beat Active is now is that there are these really um, almost mathematically calculated sections when you're moving around, you know, 125 to 130 beats per minute, almost in sections of like 30 seconds, 45 seconds, 60 seconds, where the music is organically broken up. And I would catch myself kind of waiting during the breakdown. I'd feel the buildup coming. I'd get set to do the, the set and then the music would come in and I would do the set and then I would wait until the next time. And it, it would be like almost this like circuit training that I'd catch myself doing, even though I was just following like a, a weightlifting program at the time. And I was like, hmm, like, this makes a lot of sense. Like, I get emotionally pumped up when this is coming. My output physically seems to improve. Um, so maybe we can harness this a little bit. So then the problem became, all right, well, we can do this audio experience solo, maybe. So we, we, we want to try and find a way to share it. Um, so we started testing it with a bunch of different people. We, we would take these mixes. And it was just my voice originally. I was like trying to program these workouts. So um, one of our partners with Beat Active, he's a, an NASM trainer. He's a corrective specialist, uh, FMS. And uh, I've been friends with him for a couple of years. And so he would come in. We'd break down the audio mix, like literally mathematically. I'd sit and listen to it and I'd, I'd clock it. 30-second intro, 45-second breakdown. 10-second um, pre-chorus. And, and I have a music background and... Um, drumming and DJing myself, so being able to kind of apply those tools there. And then we'd start to see, all right, now I've broken this up into these time sections. Now, can we assign workout programming to these time sections? So then uh, Zach Montgomery, our trainer, he would actually create a program, say, okay, we can fit five, six, seven movements within the course of this workout. Um, how can we do the most efficient workout within these time parameters? So he would add workouts into each of these sections. And then we're like, okay, well, we need to find a way to translate that to the user because obviously we don't have a trainer who's on a microphone or who's yelling at you or telling you what to do as it's happening. So we're like, okay, we'll just record somebody's voice. So originally it was me. I sounded terrible. Like I was just using like the mic that's built into your computer. So it was, it was really brutal. And I actually feel for the people who tested this early on. Um, and so essentially we put all the coaching pre-recorded, built with the workout that was timed to the organic hills and valleys of the music mix. And then we start to notice, man, like this keeps me super pumped for 35 minutes and I don't even think about it. So I simply just hit play. I'm not having to follow anything along. Um, and that's how we really started to notice that we thought we were onto something. 
Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> that's a great story. And you mentioned in there kind of the power of, of finding your own why, right? And that's something me and Josh always kind of preach to each other. And we are constantly talking about how everything that we're doing is going back to the purpose of you know our company and our lives. So what is, what's, when you, when you nail it all down, what's the why of starting Beat Active? And what's the big, hairy, audacious goal that scares you? The why for Beat Active is to forget results and enjoy the moment. And obviously, this is massive contrast to essentially everything else that we become accustomed to in the fitness industry that says, hey, you want to be slimmer, you want to look like this guy or this girl, Um, you want to lose X amount of weight, you want to get that bikini body. Um, And to be honest, I think that what I've really noticed in the past year and a half or so is there's an extreme lack of focus on the moment, and this just applies in general. We, the average person, I think I read somewhere, spends 4.7 hours or something like that on their phone per day, right? So what is that doing? You're on your phone. You're thinking about anything else that is happening except where you are at that very moment. You're thinking, all right, what are my friends doing? Who just Snapchatted me? Let me check Twitter. Did I get any emails? And it's this constant, like, subconscious anxiety that's building from, you know, the FOMO, that like the fear of missing out on anything. Right. And we're really losing... I mean, in case in point, and this is what I've noticed, and anybody can attest to this, is you're at a concert. What's everybody doing? You know, they have their phone out and they're filming it, right? So, like, there's this wall between you and what you're actually experiencing. And at the end of the day, I mean, when do you ever really use that video, right? I'll I'll show, hey, look, I was at this concert. Here's this cool, like, 20-second video. But what I've personally been trying to do is just, like, if you can go a whole concert not even take out your phone and actually lose yourself in that experience, it's it's almost transcendent in a way where you're like, I'm here, this is happening, I'm sharing this with, with my friends or those around me. And I think that that's really the core of what we're trying to do with Beat Active and essentially um, the reasons behind the choices that we've made is to make it fundamentally a completely different experience than anything else that is in the fitness space at the moment in that it's emotionally triggered in that you can get lost in this soundscape that moves your body through it instead of thinking all right how many calories have i burned how many reps am i doing how many sets is this i mean you interpret that psychologically as a burden as work Um, You're thinking about the end result, and that over time is going to push people away because they're going to become bored. They're not going to see the results that they were promised. They're going to become discouraged. Whereas if you can go back to the core of saying, do I love this? Am I looking forward to this every single day? The results are going to come naturally, and that's really the crux of, of what Beat Active stands for. Yeah, that's huge what you're saying there about being in the present moment because it's, I mean, it's intuitive, but we're our happiest and just most at ease when we're able to stay in the present. Because when you're thinking about the past, you're thinking about your past mistakes. It causes, you know, guilt and shame. When you think about the future, you have anxiety and stress. But when you're in that moment right there and you can lose yourself in it, you're not worried about anything else. Everything is good right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So and it's, I agree. And especially we, we always kind of feel, um, we feel at the mercy of, Time and technology all the time. You know, I, I have this, I'm so busy. I have this going on, I have that going on. But, you know, 
as far as um, I've become a big fan of kind of lifestyle design over the past couple of years, there's really I, I have a hard time, um, well, for me personally, being able to say this is the way I want my day to look. Now make it happen. Like you have to make the choices during the day to make time for your workout. I have to go at 5 a.m. I, I, that's the only time that I can go to ensure that I'm going to be able to go. So I'll go do a beat workout at 5, and then maybe I'll do a supplemental training in the afternoon. I'll go do that in the morning because I know that's the only time that I'm going to be able to go. So if you want to do it, you find the time to make it happen and being able to just say, all right, this 20, 30, 45 minutes to an hour is going to be mine. And nobody is going to take that away from me. When you're on your phone, looking at the app, watching the movements, your little notifications are going to be coming up the whole time. You're going to be thinking, oh man, I should probably cut this short so I can get going. What if you could just turn it all off, hit play, and just get lost in that experience. And we've started to notice that that's what's missing and that's what we're really focusing on. Yeah, I think that's a great message. The, you know, don't worry about the results, get lost in the moment because like you said, the results will take care of themselves if you just do it. Um, Absolutely. So what would be the main difference? Because I know there are some apps out there um, that will sync to other apps such as Spotify or music platforms. Um, kind of one of the first things that comes to mind is it could be costly if they're paying for, um, in, in these other applications, paying for not only the fitness-based app, but also the music platform, and then syncing those together. And I know it's, it's kind of two steps to get to one. Um, what's the main difference in Beat Active and kind of that operation? Main difference would be that Beat Active is harnessing the gym experience, all the intangibles of what you'd have in a group fitness class and bringing that to a simple audio format that is accessible by pressing play. So we've taken out any guesswork with programming, any decision making with music selection, any additional technology integrations. It is as simple and minimalistic as you can possibly get. Essentially, the goal being, and, and we've noticed such a large barrier to entry in all of our research has been either travel to or cost of a gym membership, right? Um, so that can be a, a, a demotivator is being like, all right, I have to get dressed early in the morning. I got to drive over to the gym. I pay, you know, the average gym membership, you know, $45, somewhere around $55. And now boutique classes are, are charging $35, $45 for one session. Um, which I personally, I think, is ridiculous and um, almost a little insulting. But um, I think that, I mean, it's a good fit for some people, but you got to think about, like, the, it, it almost it almost disagrees with the intention in the first place. If, if what you're trying to do is create an opportunity for people to improve the overall um, quality and health of their lifestyle, why should there be a massive brick wall in between that you and them. I think that, that that's absurd. And I think that that's really one of the core things we wanted to focus on with Beat Active was taking that experience. Um, you don't have to think about the music. You just show up. All the programming is here. You just show up. Um, we'll, we'll build it all in one sequence that ebbs and flows and, and that you can get lost in. You just show up. Like that is what we've built and it comes directly to you. So there is have no barrier to entry whatsoever so you can simply say i know that today i'm going to get a new workout with new movements new music that i'm going to be able to track if i want to see who the artists are i can i can 
figure that out as well. Um, and it's all going to be built into one audio experience. All I got to do is press play. I love what you talk about there with the, the barriers to entry because me and Josh try to implement that basically in all any habit that we want to create, and that's what we, we tell other people even. I mean, if you want to do something, you have to have the least barriers of entry, number of barriers of entry possible, basically. So if we want to eat healthy throughout the week, whenever we're traveling or anything, we do our meal prep on Sunday. It takes you know the, the mental willpower to do it then. But you do it all then, and then it's packed and ready to go for the rest of your week. So you don't have to think about, okay, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? It's already ready to go. You know, we just set out <clears throat> our times to go to the gym and what we're doing ahead of time. So, I mean, that, that's how we do it. But and I think that's also why CrossFit's really taken off and other these boutique classes and whatnot because these people don't have to think about, okay, now I have to create my own workout schedule. I have to create my own workout routine. Yeah, I got to get up at a certain time. What am I going to eat before this and that? And so I think I think you're really onto something just by letting people just basically push play on their phone right there and they're ready to go. Yeah, I think you guys are absolutely right, especially about you know the CrossFit explosion and, and the other gyms that, that you know you can show up and it's all done for you. You just got to be there. But um, if you can eliminate the rising and excessive costs, I mean, right. 160, 70 bucks a month for CrossFit. I mean, I did it. I, I know how expensive it is. Um, the boutique classes, Soul Cycle, Barry's Boot Camp, Bar, uh, these kind of things that are $35 plus, you can eliminate that, but still create recreate that entire experience. Yeah, it's it's very much like running a website. You know, it's it's how can I get the amount of clicks to the end result as close to zero as possible, and <laughs> that's that's what you're doing here with this app. I think it's awesome. Um, what is there any equipment needed to to operate the app, or I mean, um, even do the workouts that are in the app? No equipment needed. The app will be available in the Apple Store as well as uh, Google Play. So if you have one of those two devices, you'll be able to download it and simply hit play. Um, at the moment, we're starting with simply all body weight workouts. So we're going to have three different categories. Um, these include what we're calling Soma, Nucleo, and Cardia, each of which um, covers one is a full body workout, one is core centric, and then the other is cardiovascular training, all of which are equipment free. Again, no barrier to entry. We're going to have uh, optional movement guides that are built into the actual app. So as you get familiar with each workout, you can check and say, okay, before you start the workout, here's the movements that are included. Here's how to do them. Once I've familiarized myself with them, I can just hit play and move through the workout without having to refer to the phone again. And then as you do more and more workouts, you'll become more familiar with the movements. At the beginning of each workout, you'll hear this workout includes this, 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 and this. You'll say, okay, great. I know all those. I'm ready to go. Um, and then if not, you can simply refer to those movements within the actual app. So um, we're brainstorming ways down the line to make some more um, options available, perhaps if you're actually in a gym and you want to start using some of the equipment. But as I mentioned, keeping it as simple and accessible as possible was paramount for us. Now, I know that the one that Jake and I beta tested was about 20 minutes long. How long will uh, most of the workouts be? Workouts will be between 20 and 30 minutes. All right, fair enough. No, it's a great time, yeah, because mm-hmm. I think that the hour people probably lose interest or get, you know, burned out, and, you know, 15 minutes isn't quite enough. So, yeah, I love the time frame. Yeah, and, I mean, especially think if you're – if you travel, you're on the road, you know, those hotel gyms are, are definitely not the best. Um, not at all. This is not something, you, not at all. Um, this is something you could just say, all right, I don't even need that. I just need a little bit of space. 
I can hit play and I can do the entire workout with no equipment right there. I can go outside if I want. Um, I can do it in uh, my college campus. I can do it in my lunch break. You can just basically do it anywhere. Yeah, it's definitely high enough intensity as well. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about the, the music element side of it. So I know for a, for a simple kind of South Texas boy like myself, it seems like a daunting process to get a hold of these top DJs to feature themselves on my, on my app, but you have some talent experience. And so kind of what does that process look like? How do you go about it? And I mean, has it been difficult? To be honest, and this would be the one thing that I would recommend probably for any entrepreneur is simple, cold outreach. That is, it, you cannot go wrong with that, right? I, 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 I was lucky that I do know um, a couple of people who were able to direct me in, in, uh, down the right path to try and find um, some partners that they thought would be interested in working with us. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's thinking, okay, what kind of brands do I admire? Um, Monster Cat Records is one of them. They're an independent record label. They do things completely differently than everybody else. And we reached out to them shared kind of our goals with them, what we were working on, let them hear an early sample of the product, um, had some conversations with them, and uh, and they were really on board. And being able to find some like-minded individuals like that, as well as, I mean, and at the end of the day, a like-minded company like Monster Cat, it's been amazing because then we can really share in this mission together of creating something completely unique. And then on top of that, um, lots of research, um, going through a lot of SoundCloud, listening to tracks, listening to mixes, finding artists that we think create music that inspires me. Um, so I'll sit and I'll just listen to tracks while I'm working. If I get goosebumps, if I feel something triggered emotionally inside of me, it gets moved into a folder and I say, let's reach out to these guys. Um, and then we just touch base with them, share what we're working on. And we want this to be a platform where the users can be experiencing new inspiring uh, mixes every single time, but then also as a channel to link the user and these artists who are producing such quality work. So what has been your your biggest hurdle along the way? I mean, you know, Jake and I's company is still very young and, you know, your company's young. And what would uh, would you say been your biggest hurdle thus far? As I think any entrepreneur would probably agree, Capital is probably the biggest hurdle. Um, We bootstrap everything, and we've had to find a way to make it work, picking up extra jobs on the side, um, selling stuff. Um, I I mean, you name it. I've I've done everything to – we've done everything. My partner, Abraham Waziri, and I have done pretty much everything that you can to try and just keep some money in the bank that we can put towards – um, continuing to build the product. And, and that can be a challenge, but um, I'll tell you from a entrepreneurial perspective, the one thing that I would say is that there is always a way to make it work. There is always a way. And it may seem like the most daunting task at the time. And we've definitely had some of those days where we're like, I don't really know how we're going to get around this. The music thing was one. We're like, the only way that this is going to work is if we can legally incorporate music into this platform. And we're sitting there thinking like, we're just two guys. We don't really have much of anything together other than our story and our vision for where this can go. And if you have that, you can always make it work. And I think that that has been a challenge but now it's almost become a fun challenge. It's like, okay, great. Here's another hurdle. Let's figure out a way to get around it. Yeah, that's part of the ride, isn't it? You know, it's part of the ride. Yeah, I always feel like if, it, if it's not challenging, it's not even fun, really. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. So, what what would you say is your biggest 
hurdle kind of facing you, kind of future and moving on and getting beat active to where where you see it? I think we have the challenge of changing user behavior. And that is the most difficult challenge that can be faced by uh, any startup company, essentially in that um, we are in this middle ground, this kind of dip in, in kind of user experience in that you, most people are either used to doing at-home DVDs or these personal trainer in your pocket apps with the videos and the, the trainer's voice, etc. Or they're used to traveling to the gym, paying the membership fee, going to the physical class. So we are right in the middle and we've found an experience that is completely unique. And our challenge now is to talk with customers, to figure out what's working, what's not, to tweak that, to make sure that this is the kind of experience that someone says, I don't need to go to the gym. I don't need to watch anything on my TV. I simply got to say, am I ready to do this workout today? And hit play. And that's it. And that is literally changing the way that people behave. And I think that that's the biggest hurdle for anybody and especially for us as we're moving forward. Yeah, it's always the education piece of your business, isn't it? You know, no matter kind of what field you're into, I guess, when you're developing something new, the, uh, the education is kind of the, the crux of the, the whole path. Mm-hmm. But, Absolutely. Um, so are you guys developing the app yourself? Did you hire an app developer, or um, how'd you go about that? Um, so that was another workaround. So we obviously didn't necessarily have the capital laying around to put towards developing a custom app. Um, so what we're working on at the moment is we're doing kind of more of a podcast-esque mobile app. So it's very bare bones. Essentially, when you open it up, it will simply be a catalog of the workouts that are categorized. So you'll be able to say, okay, I've done Soma Workout 1. I want to do Soma Workout 2. Or I've done Cardio 1. And I want to do Cardio 2. You can just scroll through the catalog just like you would a playlist and simply hit play on those. And then in addition to that, you'll be able to optionally look at some instructional videos that will be built in, as well as some um, descriptions of how to do the movements, if you'd like to familiarize yourselves with that. And then lastly, you'll have access to the detailed track lists, links to all of the artists, and uh, you'll have the ability to actually follow those artists and purchase their music as well. Oh, that's great. Do you, um, I know we touched on earlier some, if it was, if equipment was needed and it is not, um, and many of the exercises right now, they're all body weight, Correct. So, you know, it's, it's air squats, push-ups, burpees, uh, things to that effect. And I know you touched on it earlier, but do you see one day where um, Beat Active would have a weightlifting workout uh, programmed to music? Yeah, I definitely think that it's possible, and we've talked about it a little bit. Um, I think that in the interim, we want to keep it as focused as possible on just this body weight movement and really creating the perfect experience there. And then once you can do that, you can always look towards different avenues to expand to allow for more options at different training levels, different training goals. Um, but again, we want this to be as simple as possible, and body weight's always the easiest way to go um, as far as the user's experience. So we want to continue working to make that as perfect as possible, and then we'll look into some additional options down the line. Now you mentioned events earlier, and I saw some on your on your Instagram page. I guess kind of from early on, y'all were having people do it in groups. Is that still something that that y'all are working towards, and that y'all kind of plan out throughout the year? Yeah. So originally, actually, we had been doing the same audio format, but with wireless music. So essentially, you guys familiar with silent disco? No, I'm uh, not. 
Yeah, so silent disco is this thing where essentially, let's say you've got a DJ playing at a club. Instead of all of the music blasting through the speakers, each attendee has their own individual pair of headphones on where they can hear the DJ's mix, and it's wireless. So essentially, if you were standing and you didn't have headphones on, the room would be silent. You'd see all these people dancing with headphones on. You can't hear anything, but if you put the headphones on, excuse me, you can hear what the DJ's playing live. It's really popular in a lot of festivals, so they'll have the festivals do silent disco. I know Coachella does one uh, late night where they'll do a silent disco. Um, So we kind of harnessed that same technology because we were like, well, how can we share this audio experience amongst multiple people simultaneously? Um, Did a lot more research, um, was able to um, find and ship in these lightweight wearable receivers that you clip onto your belt. You just plug your headphones into those. Um, You can bring your own headphones and then put them in and everybody hears the same audio simultaneously. So we held classes around Southern California with our audio program, essentially that audio experience, but shared wirelessly among a group. So that's definitely something we're going to start doing again here now that I'm based in Denver and um, we're still exploring in Los Angeles, having some at uh, some local clothing boutiques, Lululemons, um, stuff like that. We've been lucky to work with a great brand called Yoga Smoga. We've had a couple of uh, classes there as well. So um, that's definitely in the pipeline. Yeah, that reminds me of, uh, <clears throat> so Josh has always wanted to go to this thing called, was it called Neverland? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, out in uh, Denmark. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before until he showed me these crazy videos from there. But I, I can almost see it now, just in a stage there, just a whole mass of people just doing some beat active to the DJ there that'd be awesome (laughs) absolutely man it'd be a blast especially on those multiple day festivals where um, you know obviously you're having a good time at night but but places like Coachella they have like um, yoga classes in the morning as well and so that would be a great platform for people that want to get up get an early morning workout they can actually go and uh, enjoy a beat active workout hopefully you know from DJs that are even playing at that particular festival cool I think it's Denmark isn't it yeah I'm sure you've seen it haven't you Jaron the videos of of uh, Tomorrowland, that's what Tomorrowland. it is. Tomorrowland, yeah, oh, right. I think yeah, it's out of Denmark, right? Tomorrowland, yeah, I, don't I, know. I think it's in um, it's in Belgium. Belgium, Belgium, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. I think they did one last year in Brazil. Um, so that's that's a pretty big operation now. And, yeah, and they just started Tomorrow World in Georgia as oh well. My gosh. Oh wow! So they came stateside. Yeah, that that whole movement, like the electronic music. Um, I have some friends that were. Uh, from Sweden, and, and they would always tell me how big it was over there, and it slowly just made its way to the States, and now it's it's a big deal over here. Yeah, it, it's been really interesting to watch over the past. I think 2008 was when I really started to notice it. Um, I went to Electric Daisy Carnival. The last time it was at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, and that was the very first time that I was exposed to it. And um, It's really taken hold now. It's just kind of become pop music now to a certain extent, but luckily the um, kind of the umbrella of what's called... Has, has really expanded into so many great verticals now where producers are really exploring um, new styles and new technology, and it, it's just continuing to evolve, which, which is great to see. So, Jaron, you, you and your team are obviously doing some awesome stuff um, with Beat Active, and I know your days are probably full of, of you know, tasks and other things. Um, you touched on earlier, you kind of get in that workout at 5 a.m., but... Um, kind of going down that road, what does your day, your typical day look like? Typical day uh, in my perfect world um, usually starts with a 5 a.m. workout. I usually work out from 5 until 6 in the morning. Um, I love making a big breakfast in the mornings. 
So I'll typically make, I've been eating eggs, spinach, bacon, and oatmeal pretty much as much as I can. Um, so I'll usually start with that, um, a couple strips of bacon, some eggs, oatmeal, fruit. Um, I recently kicked drinking coffee, which has been a challenge over the past couple of weeks, but I've definitely noticed my sleep's been a lot better. Uh, so I stopped doing that. Um, and then typically I'll get into the office around eight o'clock. Um, start working there. I usually like to get in and read a little bit in the morning. So I'll read some medium articles. Um, I'll read some of my Google alerts and see what's going on. Um, and then I'll work during the morning. I've, I've definitely become a really big fan of um, really concentrated work in short um, bits of time. So what I'll do is I'll turn all my stuff on Do Not Disturb. I'll put my headphones on. Um, I'll set a timer for 25 minutes. I'll work nonstop during that 25 minutes. When that goes off, I'll get up, I'll go for a walk um, for about five or 10 minutes and I'll come back and do it again. Um, and then I'll typically work, work till around four in the afternoon. Um, I've been taking the train on and off to get to the office. So um, I'll hop on the train, do some reading on the train and then get back downtown. And then the evenings, because I went to the gym in the morning, typically wide open. So um, I usually like to do that, uh, spend some time with my girlfriend during that time in the evenings. And uh, we've been dating for about two and a half years now. So um, we're still getting to know Denver. We've been here for about seven months. So trying to get out and explore Denver a little bit. And we've been really lucky to make some great friends here as well. So spending time with them. Um, and then I've been trying, um, which has not been going as well as I'd like, to, to not only watched uh, a show once or twice during the week we're deep into the sopranos right now which hmm. has been a challenge because it's, it's pretty addicting it is um, yeah so we're trying just a couple of days a week to do that and, and um, i've been pretty deep into a couple of books um the hard thing about hard things by ben horowitz and then uh, behind the cloud by mark benioff um, so those have been some books that i've been deep into at the moment what is behind the cloud about Behind the Cloud is kind of the backstory behind Salesforce.com and uh, the backstory and kind of the, the values of the company. And uh, it, it's it's really well really well written. Um, it's probably the really the more inspiring of the two. Hard thing about hard things is phenomenal. Um, it's probably more of a reference for down the line for running a larger company. Um, ben Horowitz is a phenomenal writer. And uh, Behind the Cloud is almost kind of a, a guidebook to identifying the different verticals of your business and, and being able to optimize those for, for your values and kind of coming back to the, the why, your, your why. So, Jaren, what's something that you know you do differently than most people? Um, well, me personally or Beat Active or either one? Yeah, I would say let's, let's start with you personally. Great question. Um, something that I do differently than other people. Well, I think that it does kind of come back a little bit to that perspective thing. One thing I've been really trying to make an exerted effort to is actually design life experiences and, and you know you everybody likes to be invited to something right everyone's like oh sweet yeah no so and so invited me to this but what I've found to be the most fun is when you can be the one that creates these experiences so especially as my girlfriend and I have been getting to know people here in Denver and trying to explore the city um, we've been trying to be the ones that say hey we're going to go do this thing. Do you want to come and join us? And then we fuse together people who may not have otherwise met each other. And then we can sit there and get to know each other in this group of almost complete strangers. Um, that's one thing that we've been really making an exerted effort to do is kind of be the cure experience curators. And, and you can really create some 
amazing memories with that with that tool set of being able to say you know get to know each person individually and then people that you think um, would be great either in a group or one-on-one combine all those people together and, and that's been a, a you wouldn't believe it but um, I've been pretty introverted for kind of middle school high school and I think I've transitioned into a bit of what's called an ambivert Hmm. Um, and the goal now is to just kind of be a little bit more extroverted socially so that we can share those experiences with the people that we're meeting here um, and that we're getting to know so Jaren do you um we were talking about your day and and then what you do differently do you practice meditation because I know you touched on earlier about being present and um Jake and I both practice you know meditation in the morning um you know five to ten minutes of silence and I'm um, just curious if you if you have done meditation, if you do it now. I did for a while, and I loved it. Um, I started with calm.com, C-A-L-M.com. Um, it was really, really straightforward, just kind of nice ambient sounds with a guided body scan. Um, so I did that for about 10 minutes each morning for a while, about a year ago. Um, kind of fell out of that a little bit and then tried uh, Headspace, which I know is a really popular mobile app at the moment. Um, that's a completely different type of meditative experience, one which I really enjoyed. Um, kind of the, more the concept of standing on the side of the road and watching your thoughts go by, um, being able to observe them instead of be controlled by them, I think is really helpful. Um, and I've been interested in Transcendental, but haven't done any research. So that's actually I haven't done anything. <laughs> so um, that's one thing that I definitely want to explore. Awesome. Well, I know we're jealous that you're there in Denver. That's a that's a pretty cool place to be. How do you like it compared to, to the West Coast? It's great. I love it. I think that all the things that at this point in our life that we wanted to either change or improve upon, Denver has fulfilled or exceeded all of those. And um, it really, I think one important difference, especially from the Los Angeles to Denver lifestyle, is that um, it's very down to earth. And you really feel like there isn't this screen between you and people that you're getting to know that is predetermined by what your occupation is. Um, Whereas in Los Angeles, most of your friendships are determined by what you can get out of that person, right? Can you benefit me in some way? Are you going to progress my career? Do you, who can you connect me to? Um, There always is that feeling. And and here, everybody seems so much more inherently themselves um, connected with what they love to do. And I feel like you organically align with better friends that way. How would you personally define exercise? And then where do you see the fitness industry going? Yeah. Uh, I think exercise would be any physical exertion beyond the average of your daily activity. Um, And because I say the average of your daily activity, because obviously even if you're an Olympic athlete, I mean, there's going to be some days where you're just hanging around, you know, you're relaxing. So there should be an average. And um, I think there is a bit of a negative stigma with the word now, which is unfortunate, is that you think of exercise. We've all been kind of trained to think of exercise as this predetermined um, parameter set results-driven, as we talked about before, mode of moving your body. And I, I think that that's, that's a bit of a misnomer. I think that it's important for exercise to just be defined um, as being able to start the journey, especially, and what I mean by that is, you know, even something as simple as saying, hey, this week I want to walk for 30 minutes, um, twice, twice this week. 
you know, you can say that's all you got to start there. That's it. That's the only thing that you need to do. And you're already going to start getting in that mindset of um, starting to take the necessary steps towards improving your overall quality of life. And, it, and I think that when you when people think, especially around New Year's, you know, it's um, all right, I need to start my exercise program. I'm going to get in shape. I think that you just need to reverse engineer it a little bit more and get down to the simplicity of just let me just start with one thing that I absolutely enjoy. Um, and then that will snowball from there. And I think that there needs to be a, a psychological shift in, in, in what that word actually means. And I hope that, um, especially now with all of the resources available and hopefully with what we're working on with Beat Active, that we can start to restructure the, the definition and thought around the word exercise. Great answer. Yeah, I love it. Well, Jaron, this has been a blast. Um, we're definitely going to link to everything in the show notes for Beat Active, um, as, as well as a couple of these great books you recommended. Um, where can people find out more? Um, so if you'd like to try the beta workout, um, we're sending that out to users before we launch so that we can get as much feedback as possible. Um, they can visit www.beat dash active.com that's b as in boy e-a-t dash active.com uh, check us out there we're at beat active on twitter um, i'm at jaron vosberg on twitter um, i'm trying to tweet a little bit more but um, that's where they can t- check us out i think at this point we just love to get as much feedback as possible on just the beta so that we can make it an experience that people absolutely love and i think that that's really important so we want to build it around the user as opposed to imposing a program upon and then when can when can people expect the full platform to be out? Um, full platform is aimed to be launched in about five or six weeks. Okay. So um, definitely coming up pretty soon, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. Great, and we'll definitely keep everybody on our end notified, so uh, stay tuned for that. And, um, Jaron, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. Guys, I really appreciate it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Two Fit Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Two Fit USA, the sports nutrition company owned and operated by the Two Fit Guys. To show our appreciation for you tuning into the podcast, we would like to give you a 10% off your entire order at TwoFitUSA.com. All of our products are sugar-free, paleo-friendly, gluten-free, non-GMO, and a whole list of other buzzwords. So hop on over to TwoFitUSA.com. Don't forget to use your promo code FIT1, that's F-I-T-1, at checkout. We highly value and appreciate your feedback, so please leave a review about the products and the podcast at our website, 2FitUSA.com, under the podcast and products pages. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Now, if we happen to read your review during one of our podcasts, you'll receive a one-month free subscription of all 2Fit products. So write something noteworthy. If not, we probably won't read it anyway. So go leave a review, listen to the next episode, and till next time.